0: The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 702. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of 1 Corinthians with chapter 4. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with our story with chapter 4. One thing I want to remind you of is that this whole book is written as a letter. And it's good for us to remember that because we think of it as the Bible, and of course it is, but when it was originally written, it was written by Paul and it was written to the church in Corinth to address specific problems, but it was also a letter. It was from someone who knew them to people he knew addressing issues that they had. And I bring that up because we're kind of in this isolating time here as I record this in 2021. And it is important for us to remember that at this point, letters were not even just dropped in the mail, but given to somebody and taken around the world, and that we have easier ways to get a hold of people, to encourage them, to correct them, to help them along with their journey than Paul did, and yet sometimes we do it far less the nature of true apostleship. This then is how you ought to regard us as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. At that time, each will receive their praise from God. Now, brothers and sisters, I've applied these things to myself and Apollos for your benefit so that you may learn from us the meaning of the saying, do not go beyond what is written. Then you will not be puffed up in being a follower of one of us over against the other. For who makes you different from anyone else? What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did not receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? Already you have all you want. Already you have become rich. You have begun to reign, and that without us. How I wish that you really had begun to reign, so that we might also reign with you. For it seems to me that God has put us apostles on display at the end of the procession, like those condemned to die in the arena. We have been made a spectacle to the whole universe, to angels as well as to human beings. We are fools for Christ, but you are so wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honored, we are dishonored. To this very hour we go hungry and thirsty. We are in rags, we are brutally treated, we are homeless. We work hard with our own hands. When we are cursed, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure it. When we are slandered, we answer kindly. We have become the scum of the earth, the garbage of the world, right up to this moment. Okay, there's some interesting words in there as Paul talks about himself as an apostle and a scum of the earth, which is kind of a hard gap to get across here. First of all, we glance over the word apostleship and i want to reiterate that apostle it means apostolos one who is sent and paul is saying that he both he and apollos were apostolos they were sent by god and they were sent to the church in corinth both of them have spent some time ministering at this church and when i say church i mean the people there are no church buildings at this time and there won't be for a couple hundred years So churches meet in homes and in various homes. And so when we talk about the church, don't get the same picture that we have. But it's the people of God. And they've been sent to these people. And then he says, don't judge me. (laughs) And I don't even judge myself, but he doesn't say that he's innocent. It is easy for us to condemn other people. That whole parable that Jesus told about the person who is trying to get the speck out of his brother's eye without noticing he's got a log in his eye is something that is still true today. So that's one of the reasons we're not supposed to judge is lest we be judged. But he's also saying until the appointed time, he's not done yet, right? He's still baking. You don't put something in the oven and five minutes later say, well, it's it's not right. You know, if you're baking bread, it may be in there for an hour. He's saying he's still in process. Also be aware that He is also telling us that there are things that will be revealed at the last day, at the judgment day, that you don't know about. You know, all of us have our dark secrets. When we compare ourselves to what, you know, other people we see in their updates on Facebook, we're comparing their public persona to our private one. And it's real easy to get things wrong that way. So we've got a couple different reasons. We shouldn't judge because we're going to be judged. We shouldn't judge because we're not done yet. And we also shouldn't judge because we can't see clearly. We only see in part what is going on in someone else's life. So there's lots of reasons for us not to be all judgy. And he says, then, brothers and sisters, I apply these to myself in a policy saying, I'm I'm talking about us because it's important for you. It's important for you to remember also that it's weird for you to get all puffed up that you follow one or the other because you've just been given a gift, right? You don't say, oh, wow, what this amazing gift that I created, built? No, gifts are given and received. And he's saying you as the people of Corinth have received this gift That God has sent not one, but two different apostles, maybe more, to minister to you, and it's a gift. And you can't brag about a gift. You can't brag about something that was given to you. Why do you boast as if you earned it, as if it were about you? Just one of the general things in the Bible that's useful for us to remember is if we go away from the Bible with only one thing, and that thing is it's not all about you, we've come away with one of the major themes. And one of the places that we most easily get screwed up is when we forget that major theme. And this is the problem that the people in Corinth have, according to Paul. Then he says, okay, already you are rich. Already look at what God has done in you and among you. But he says, I feel sometimes like us apostles, those who are ministering, those who are serving, are put on display at the end of the procession. Now, to put this in historic context, when Julius Caesar, for instance, who is a major Roman leader, later on Caesar, from which we get the name, but he is a a Roman ruler, a general When he goes off and he conquers Gaul, he's going to come back and there's going to be a a triumph, and that is a procession, a parade. They called it a triumph, and and if he's given a triumph, the way it's going to work is there's going to be all of the victorious legions are going to march along, and then they're going to show all the booty that they got when they were over there, and then at the end of the parade, they're going to have the kings who they brought back who didn't submit to them who are going to be shown that they were defeated, and then at the end, they're going to be killed. And he's saying, that's how I feel. Like we're at the end of the procession, not the end of the procession like the people who are sweeping up. The end of the procession is the people who are victims, the people who are going to be sacrificed. There's probably a better way to say that. He's saying, we've been made a spectacle. This whole hour, we go hungry and thirsty, we're in rags, we're badly treated, we're homeless. He's saying they're going through all of that for these people, for the people of Corinth and the other churches. They're homeless. They're, they're traveling about from city to city. And quite often, if you read the book of Acts, they leave one city and go to another because they're beaten and left for dead or because they're kicked out of town. Or it's not always, gee, hey— I feel like going someplace else, quite often something happens that brings to an end their ministry in that town. And Paul is saying, I feel like we're going through all that. We're working hard and we're trying to do the right thing. When we're cursed, we bless. When we're persecuted, we endure it. When we're slandered, we answer kindly. We become the scum of the earth, the garbage of the world, right up to this moment. We become less. And the reason why they become less is so that the Corinthians, and us who are believing in what they're saying afterwards can become more. And so they're serving sacrificially. They're serving in a way that is giving of themselves and not putting themselves first. Okay? And then he goes on and say, he goes on and finishes the chapter this way. Paul's Appeal and Warning. I am writing this not to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. Even if you had ten thousand guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers, for in Christ Jesus I became your father through the gospel. Therefore I urge you to imitate me. For this reason I have sent you Timothy, my son whom I love, who is faithful in the Lord. He will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church. Some of you have become arrogant, as if I were not coming to you. But I will come to you very soon if the Lord is willing, and then I will find out not only how these arrogant people are talking, but what power they have. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. What do you prefer? Shall I come to you with a rod of discipline, or shall I come in love and with a gentle spirit?" This is Paul's way of saying what my mother or father would say when we're on the long road trip and my brother and I are misbehaving in the back seat. This is him saying, don't make me come back there. I'm coming back to you. Do you want me to come back to you as one who is pleased to hear how you have received these words of admonition? Or do you want me to come back there angry? Because I am your father. He's basically saying that you came to faith through my ministry. Now imitate me. Well, he just said what kind of life he's leading. He's saying imitate me in that service. Don't imitate me in the, I'm the most important person. Everybody listen to what I say, but imitate me as one who puts others first. And he's going to get very practical later on in this book about what he means by that, and sometimes uncomfortably practical, I swear to you. We'll get there when we get past some of this, which is really introduction, and we get into some specific recommendations. But he's saying, I'm sending Timothy, my son whom I love. Well, Timothy is not his blood son. Timothy is his spiritual son. Timothy is one who he has helped raise up who he has encouraged, who is a disciple, if you will, of Paul, who if you look in Acts, Timothy is often going off this way and off that way. As Paul goes, is forced to leave one particular city, he will send Timothy back to make sure everything is okay back behind him because he trusts him. Timothy is trusted and he's saying, Timothy will tell me what's going on there. What is it you want him to tell me? Do you want him to tell me that you are not listening or do you want him to tell me that you are listening? Do you want me to come back there happy to see you or do you want me to come back there and correct things? I know which you should prefer. Again, just sounds exactly like my parents when I was Mm -hmm. growing up. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at the dot com or better yet leave a comment on this episode at the dot com and thanks so much for listening. Well, the physician comes in and says, tells this lovely couple, hey, your son's not going to make it. But there's a young girl here in the hospital who just delivered a baby girl and she's given her up. She's going to leave her here. Do you want her instead? That was chart topper Ryan Stevenson sharing a personal testimony on The Walk, a podcast for worshipers. Join us weekly to hear artists, songwriters, worship leaders, filmmakers, and other creatives tell their stories in the form of a devotional. The Walk can be found on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast platform.